0: Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call 702-847-8747, that's extension 2, or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash jscott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to gohunt.com forward slash scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to kuiu.com kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the jscott 20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast guys welcome to the j scott outdoors podcast i've got my friend mike hancock of burnt timber outfitters uh out of snowflake arizona mike how you doing
1: i'm doing well jay thank you
0: i want to talk to you about the arizona elk season i know you're just finishing up but uh give me your thoughts on the season
1: all right Jay. yeah it's been a been a challenging year along with the rest of rest of 2020 the elk ruts fallen in suit with uh how the rest of the things have gone for this year. Um, we're up here in the on Rim area, White Mountain area, just extremely hot temperatures this year. I don't know that I've seen an elk hunt quite this warm, averaging, oh, I'd say the whole month of September we averaged highs well into the 80s and even clipped some days in the 90s. So just uh, real challenging times when it comes to hunting elk up here, especially in the afternoons um, during the elk rut so far this year and in uh you know 3a 3c unit one and um 4b so it's been pretty pretty challenging go ahead jay going into the season
0: expectations were high with you know antler growth being good and having good winter moisture but we were you know we had talked i talked with daniel your partner daniel franco and You know, there was a big worry about the lack of monsoon rain and talk about how all of that adds up to make and then add heat on that, make a
1: lackluster rut. Oh, yeah. Like you said, Jay, we had one of the best springs that we've had, even better than than 2019, in my opinion, and just a phenomenal spring and horn growth started out um, by July. It was looking just, you know, up to the standards of what 2019 brought for us um but but um just like last year the monsoons did not come to almost any of our area we had one little strip through 3C that we did see some you know, end into July first of August rains and it did fill up quite a few of the tanks and there was some red activity in that that strip of area and we did kill kill one good bull out of there during the archery hunt um, but the whole rest of the unit was, uh, was dismal at best um, to try to describe as far as the monsoon goes and the elk. It did not distribute our elk up here. And I'm speaking primarily, I spent, me and Daniel both spent the whole month in, um, in 3A, 3C. And it, did just, it just didn't distribute the elk like it usually did. They didn't come very far down into the bottom parts of 3C. Um, just a few resident elk stayed in 3A, and usually those elk will come over the rim and just push all the way down as it, as it greens up and, you know, follow the monsoons down. And without them, it didn't seem to happen. We, we had areas this year where there were not even any elk, um, to speak of during the rut where they usually rut. So, yes, you know, it really was, uh, was a proof how important those monsoons are when it comes to, getting those elk distributed out
0: how did the antler growth actually end up finishing out i mean did you have lots of pretty good bulls or was it just you didn't have the number of elk come across the reservation like normal and couldn't really tell if you had any good bulls
1: i think antler growth was uh was the same we watched some of our resident bulls that uh that you know were as good last year maybe maybe a few a few just a little bit short on growth um, but we did not we did not see the elk come over like we generally do. You know, as the season goes on in our units, they usually, you know, we'll see new bulls well into the rifle hunt. And as of yesterday, I mean it's the go check the same bulls, you know, every every time in the same place and where there's usually eight or ten bulls, there's just a couple and they're not talking very much. So um, yeah, horn growth horn growth and distribution were definitely rough in a lot of the units you know up along the Fort Apache Indian Reservation and and down down a little lower into some of this lower country of 4B.
0: Do you think do you think actually the cows may not cycle this year or do you think that potentially here you know mid October and during some of this you know mule deer hunt and stuff that you'll actually see some of this real late rut action. What are your thoughts what what do you think is yeah. going to happen?
1: Well, I'm sure they'll cycle this year. Um, they'll uh you know nature's going to run its course i think the timing will be a little bit later this morning i got a few reports that you know hey i'm hearing i'm hearing a couple of bulls in here um you know in some spots where we haven't been hearing bulls so it's slowly taking place but i'm i'm sure it's going to take place sometime um you know what was different this year it seemed like instead of 10 or 12 cows you know getting rutted by five or six bulls there was one bull with him and when he doesn't have any competition he doesn't have to be very vocal and i think the rut's still taking place we still heard you know there's still bugling going on on the fort apache you drive up along the 300 road and you hear hear bulls going over there but they're just not crossing up and over this year so what little bit of rut we were going to have you know as it as nature and we as humans force it to um the pressure kind of shut them down on our side of the fences That was the Um, next question
0: I was going to ask you is how was the pressure distribution throughout 3C with, with it being tough? You know, did it
1: jam everybody on a couple of the hot spots? Oh yes. It, you know, it took, took a few days and the guys that got their scouting in and found some of those, those water holes that, you know, those dirt tanks that did catch, catch the water, um, you know, everybody kind of flocked to there. When you get pockets of bugling You know, guys get out early in the morning and can hear four or five bulls going and it only takes one bump or, you know, one wrong wind direction and you're done for the morning, you know, 10 minutes into it. Um, So, yes, pressure, that's always a problem in some of these units, you know, that uh, when you have just pocketed bugling through, you know, our units are lots of times distributed pretty good and, you know, we won't run into that many people. But this year, everywhere I went, I would walk into somebody,
0: how were yeah, how was the hunting in one and four um, B and you know three B some of those areas around three C what have you heard?
1: Um, you know we did have a client up in unit one he ki- killed a good bull it was it was similar to what we were seeing here in three C maybe just a little bit better um, you know they did have a little bit greener feed and I think they definitely had their elk distributed out a little bit more um, it was it was a weak rut um i think across the the board up here where we're at for sure um, but uh, i know unit one experienced a little bit more 3b same same as unit 3 a3c and unit 4b with 4b being a little bit slower they get a little bit more pressure than we do and they're definitely more concentrated in certain areas and you can really struggle in some of those you know areas in 4b when it comes to chasing the rut um, we do have a hunter coming up next week and those, uh, they, they call it an any elk limited opportunity hunt down in the north, and a lot of those bulls will push down later in the year, and and it can be pretty good. So we'll see how that turns out with this one more hunt coming up. but Do you feel you like want,
0: with the timing of the run and everything being slow that actually you might find some decent bugling out there?
1: Well, we, we, we've we been on that course, what we've thought for the past you know, all of September, oh, it's going to get going next week. It's going to get going the next week. I think until things cool down, these temperatures, um, it's going to be tough. You know, we're sitting on the 30th of September and snowflake, and it's 84, 85 degrees.
0: Not to mention um, you've got really full moon. I think it goes full here in the yes. next day or two.
1: Correct. So that, that'll that be challenging, too. I think that's going to that's gonna get them going a little bit. The full moon, you know, I always thought the full moon – in um, September was about time those elk would really get going, and this year happens to be at the very end, 1st of October. Um, so I, I anticipate there will be some red activity at least in the evenings. Um, getting starting to cool off in the evenings, you know, we were sitting in the 50-degree temperatures early in, in the hunt, and we're getting down into the upper 30s and some low 40s now. Um, so, you know, that'll that'll cause a little bit of movement in the evenings, but... Um, the days and afternoons have been as tough as they've been in a long time.
0: What about broken re- antlers? Have you seen many broken points at all?
1: In the last week, yes. So that's that's one reason we know the the ruts, you know, still taking place. You know, we we saw a bull yesterday with, in fact, last night with a broken beam and at least two broken points on his other side. So he had definitely been aggressive and had been um, you know rutting around the area. so yes, broken be or broken uh, points and whatnot we've been seeing them for a week to ten days um, which is which is about normal.
0: So with everything that you've seen for this rut for the guys listening that might have let's first talk we'll talk about the deer in a minute, but let's talk about some of these late archery, uh, even muzzle even late rifle hunts, what are your thoughts? From what you know now, for those guys listening that might have some of those handful of units for those later hunts,
1: well, definitely water is going to be the key there, um, which it is with with elk. It's supposed to stay dry, from what I'm what I'm reading, you know, into the next two or three months and into the early winter. It's supposed to stay dry, um, so that's going to definitely be water and feed is definitely something to be looking for guzzlers um, a lot of these solar wells they've got real popular down in some of this lower country where they're running miles of drinkers and solar wells in the elk you know that'll distribute those elk a little bit but feed and water horn growth and all that the elk are still there they're just a little bit tougher to find you know we resorted to during this last week or two sitting in glass and glassing. you know you're not you're not being able to get on the ground and Run and and chase bugles, yeah, running gun like you usually do. So we we got guys on top of hills, or we're even starting out up, you know, glass. and, and literally no no movement until you know the last 15, 20 minutes of the night. Um, so
0: makes those evening hunts, I mean, almost almost where you can't even get a chance. Yes. And by the time maybe you get something up on their feet, by the time you get to it, you, you know, it's past shooting light, and you you, you know you're done. And it, it makes that hunt, you know, a fourteen-day archery hunt. It makes it a long hunt when there's basically no action in the evening.
1: Oh, it's it's been a grind this year. It has definitely been a grind.
0: Talk to me about the three uh, C deer. Um, what you're seeing as far as bucks and your anticipation. I'm sure you guys have some hunters for this uh, deer hunt coming up in a handful of weeks. What are your What are your think? What's your thoughts?
1: You know, in comparison to last year. Um, I I, we, I think we saw, I know I did, and I know Devin did, and um, I think Daniel also falls into that. We saw more bucks this year and better bucks than we've seen in a while. And I don't know if that happens to be because they're maybe they're more concentrated around the what water's out there. I think that plays a part in it. Um, but, you know, kind of anticipating some decent, decent deer hunt this year. Um, last going into last fall, we struggled. You know, we hunted six weeks of, of elk scouting and elk um, hunting, and you know I can only think of a handful of one seventy, you know one sixty plus type bucks in three C that I came across. And this year, you know I can think of twenty or so. So I'm I'm anticipating the three uh, A three C deer, and we yeah we do have a, a number of clients in it. Um, to possibly be pretty good this year horn growth is is about the same as last year you know you definitely like those to see those summer rains to really help those mule deer in july and august um but you know we're running some trail cams and the bucks that we're seeing it it you know could be a little bit better for horn growth on the mule deer but you know it doesn't quite affect them like it does the elk but it definitely we had we do have a couple of bucks that are you know a little bit smaller than they were last year down in our low country. So, I'm anticipating a, a decent hunt in the, the 3A3C. It's
0: one of those things that it seems like it's always right on the cusp of really breaking open and, you know, getting, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, bucks over 200 and, you know, and then you know for a while it was the youth hunts that were you know killing the big bucks and then they've kind of done away with the the youth hunts and kind of tried to lower the tags but is it simply a function of if you know if the tags were just cut in half would we see all of a sudden over the next two or three years you know a handful of, of better bucks and and a real difference made i mean is it a tag number issue in your mind
1: i don't i don't think so it went to uh oh i can't remember what they call those units that they'll um alternative
0: management uh,
1: there you go alternative management it went to that five or six years ago we only have 100 tags in there and not a lot of archery uh what's changed in 3c i think the big bucks are still there but what's changed is the fire is is you know growth is up 15 20 feet and they are actually doing a little bit of cleanup up there obviously we've had no control burns last year about this time of year, they were doing a number of control burns up there, which wasn't helping us during the elk hunt. Um, but I think just the the terrain and the uh, the vegetation has changed so much in three C. It's caused us, you know, to lose a lot of our glassing, gotcha. our glassing points. But I I, I do believe that there's still some really good bucks there. You know we we've got a couple of really good bucks on um, some trail cam stuff that that uh, you know we're gonna they're definitely over the 190 type stuff. Um, you know, they're just not very far away from meeting that magical 200, but, you know, finding them once season comes around, you know, and not having, you know, we get 10 days to hunt them and it always seems like the weather starts to change about then. And we get three or four days of wind and you know, you've lost 30 or 40% of your, your hunting there to wind or a storm that comes through that keeps the deer down. and and then just the growth Um in three C with the vegetation, it's it's really so it's made it, it a lot harder. Now?
0: Is it? I mean, jungle-like? oh, it's it's.
1: There's places at least in our mule deer, you know. You know as well as I do. Three C, the whole entire unit doesn't doesn't hold the the deer. Your good deer in a certain sections of those of unit three A three C, and it has really grown up. It is, you know, the oak has got so thick now and so tall. Um, you know, you just. You got to be real lucky to get a buck to, you know, where you look at them long enough to get set up and, and get them killed. When before that vegetation was three, four, five feet tall and, you know, lots of lots of gaps and shooting lanes and things like that that would afford you the opportunity to get on them and get them killed. So it's definitely evolved into a little tougher unit to uh, to get good bucks, good bucks killed.
0: That's good info. Mike, it's always great having you on the podcast. Uh, Wish you the best of success, you and Daniel, next week uh, with your hunter. And it's always great talking to you and look forward to seeing you down the road here. It's uh, always great chatting with you.
1: It's great talking to you too, Jay.
0: All right, buddy. Take care. You too. God bless. Goodbye.